Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 55 of the podcast. In this edition of the podcast, I want to talk about two players and their contractual situations. Baseball players Mookie Betts and Chris Bryant. Listen, on the face of it, there's not a lot of similarities between Mookie Betts and Chris Bryant. Mookie Betts is a speedster, more of a defensive player. Chris Bryant is a third baseman who can play a little bit of the outfield. But I think there's one huge similarity that too many people out there are ignoring. Both of these players are on the cusp of free agency and leaving their teams in the dust. But I have a general question that I want to answer in this edition of the podcast. Are these two players worth the big money contracts? And I want to start off with Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant started his baseball career in one of the strangest ways ever. The Cubs held Chris Bryant back for about a month so that they would have an extra year of service for Chris Bryant. So he won't be a free agent until 2021. Mookie Betts, however, because he wasn't as coveted, the Red Sox did not keep him back. So he will be a free agent in 2020. So already Chris Bryant and the Cubs are off to a shaky start when they begin his when he began his baseball career. But since then, he has been on the rise and on the decline. He has had an interesting career with the Cubs. Let's look at Chris Bryant's career stat, shall we? 124 home runs since breaking into the big leagues in 2014. 286 batting average, decent. Rookie of the year. MVP. Three-time All-Star. Won a World Series with the team that hadn't won in over 100 years. But still, I have this idea in the back of my mind that I'm not sure Chris Bryant is worth a 10-year, $300 to $400 million investment for the Cubs. In the past two seasons, Chris Bryant has driven in 70 and 60 RBIs. Yes, this season he's on pace for way more than that. But I still have a question about the consistency with Chris Bryant. Now let's look at the numbers for Mookie Betts on that side. 123 home runs, a 299 career batting average, a four-time All-Star, a World Series champion, and an MVP. Both of these players have achieved so much throughout the course of baseball. But I think there should be a real question whether or not these are franchise players. I have a real concern that Mookie Betts and Chris Bryan should not be the best players on your baseball teams. Let's look at Mookie Betts. First off, Mookie Betts, when he's had these career years, there have been other guys who have arguably been having better years behind him. David Ortiz in his last year was on a run unlike any I've ever seen by a player that old, and Mookie Betts benefited from that greatly. Then David Ortiz goes away, and Mookie Betts goes on a bit of a decline, and then enters J.D. Martinez, his his hitting mentor, so to speak, and J.D. Martinez puts up an historic first season with the Red Sox. And guess who also has an historic season? Mookie Betts. Is Mookie Betts Batman or is he just Robin in my eyes? I'm not really sure the answer to that. I don't think if I don't have the players around him, I want Mookie Betts to be the best player on my baseball team. I think that is a big concern. And when you're paying a guy, Mike Trout money, you want that guy to be your best player on the team. If Let's, let's look at things this way. If Mookie Betts were on the Angels, I think they would even be worse than they are now with Mike Trout. And they're not a great baseball team. They're about a 500 baseball team. 
what if Mookie Betts and Mike Trout were in the similar situations? If we switched, Mike Trout would still be Mike Trout in Boston, but I do not believe in my heart to heart that Mookie Betts would be Mookie Betts in Anaheim with the Angels. I don't think he would have the same amount of success. Mookie Betts seems to be the type of guy who does great when others are doing great around him. So the ship needs to be fixed. But if the ship is sinking, I'm not sure I want Mookie Betts to be the captain of that ship. And I think more Red Sox fans need to ask this question. If J.D. Martinez opts out, if you've already signed Xander Bogarts, you maybe you have Rafael Devers, do I want to sign Mookie Betts to that huge amount of money where I might not be able to sign the Devers of the world? And keep some of the other young players who I haven't, I don't even have yet because I might be in a rebuild situation sooner than expected with this team because you're going to be, Porcello's going to leave, JD Martinez could opt out. Your lineup, while it's doing great now and your pitching situation's not so great, the Red Sox might be in a bind for offensive, for offense soon. And if JD Martinez is gone, I think the question has to be asked, is there even a point to Mookie Betts being here if there's not a lot of sluggers around him? And again, you're the Red Sox. This could be a quick fix. You could go out and you could sign a bunch of sluggers. But then doesn't that beg to ask the question, what am I paying Mookie Betts all that money for anyway if he can't be superstar Mookie without others around him? Is he really the franchise player of my baseball team? That is a real question that needs to be asked. I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm certainly leaning towards no at this point because I've never seen him, when the chips are down, when the other guys aren't having great years, pick up the slack. And, and listen, is that unfair? Maybe it is. He's he's benefited from great players having other great years. But is Mookie Betts, pound for pound, the best player on the Red Sox? And more Red Sox fans are even having this debate. Is Xander Bogarts better than Mookie Betts? Is J.D. Martinez better than Mookie Betts? Would the Red Sox benefit way more than Chris Sale having a great year, than Mookie Betts having a great year? That question is certainly... The big difference between this year's Red Sox team and last year's Red Sox team is Mookie Betts, but it's also J.D. Martinez. And I wonder if J.D. Martinez, while he's having an excellent season, if he was having the same season he was having last year, would Mookie Betts also be having a great season? There's a lot of questions here. And a lot of questions shouldn't be asked if you're going to pay someone 10 years, $400 million. This isn't baseball's heyday when they were throwing around these contracts left and right. There was a reason Manny Machado and Bryce Harper took a while to sign because there weren't that many teams willing to go out there and pay guys 10 years north of $300 million. The Padres were desperate for a star and Philly was desperate for a star. So those teams had to make those moves. The Boston Red Sox, I don't think they should be desperate for a star. And now let's talk about things from the side of the Cubs. Chris Bryant. Let's look at Chris Bryant. When the Cubs have had their their magical success, he hasn't always been on the forefront of that success. He's also had other great players around him. Javier Baez has arguably developed into a better player than Chris Bryant. I think you can seriously have that argument. Anthony Rizzo, in my mind, is the best player on the Chicago Cubs. There go. Ergo, I think he's better than Chris Bryant. So the same thing about bats I can say about Bryant. Do I want Bryant on a team if Anthony Rizzo doesn't resign? If Javier ba- if I need to pay Javier Baez, shouldn't I pay him? I'm already stuck with the Jason Hayward contract that I don't really want. 
So again, on the face value, is Chris Bryant alone worth 10 years, $300 million when he's had a few down years? And by the way, Mookie Betts has had a couple of down years also when it seems like these guys are spectacular at times, but they're not consistently spectacular like a Mike Trout. Even I, I think Mookie Betts is more similar to Bryce Harper than Mike Trout. Bryce Harper had a, he won an MVP. He's an exciting player. He put up the stats that one year and brought it all together. He can do that some years, but he's not going to be consistently brilliant where Mike Trout is consistently going to put up on godlike baseball numbers. And Chris Bryant, another friend like another friend of Bryce Harper, is similar to that way too. He's won an MVP a rookie of the year. Two years in a row, not so great. This year, he's great again. It doesn't seem like these guys are consistently brilliant like their counterparts, like the Nolan Arenados, like the like like the Manny Machados up until this point. You've got to be that type of player for me to give you a 10-year, 300 to $400 million contract. And I don't, I, I, I get it. These teams want to keep these players. They've won a World Series with these players. Of course, the Red Sox would like to keep Mookie Betts, and the Cubs would like to keep Chris Bryant. But I'm only asking fans this. At what price are these guys really worth? And should these two guys be the best players on your team? Because at some point, J.D. Martinez is not going to be there for the Red Sox. And at some point, Anthony Rizzo is going to get older than Chris Bryant. And when I'm when I don't have Anthony Rizzo, when maybe I don't have the money to sign Javier Baez, because I don't think the Cubs are going to pay everyone, I think the Cubs have to ask themselves, are they going to pay Javier Baez instead of Chris Bryant? I think it's more likely Chris Bryant is out in Chicago, but I also think there's a huge factor of Mookie Betts leaving the Red Sox. Oh, and here's another reason that this question needs to be asked more and more. These guys have not signed for a reason. Do Chris Bryant and Mookie Betts even want to be on their respective teams? I think there's this idea that Chris Bryant ultimately wants to end up playing with Bryce Harper. And I could definitely see Philadelphia showing him the numbers and showing him the respect he thinks he deserves. But with Mookie Betts and Chris Bryant, these guys have turned down huge mega deal extensions with these teams for a reason. They've turned down $200 million. Guess what? The number is not going to be any smaller than $300 million for these players. It's because of their age. It's because of what they've accomplished. And they've accomplished a lot. Yes, I agree that they are worth uh, some of that money, even though I don't like to talk about that kind of money. I just don't look at those two guys as the face of franchise type guys. I really don't. I'm going to answer my own question. I don't think they're franchise guys. I think they're at times spectacular and brilliant, but they are not consistently brilliant. And they only shine, it seems like, when everyone else around them is shining. And in baseball, Alex Rodriguez is a great example of this. He put up godly-like numbers with the Seattle Mariners, with the Yankees, and with the Texas Rangers. It didn't matter who was batting first and who was batting nine. Alex Rodriguez was going to drive in 100 runs. I cannot say that about Chris Bryant, and I cannot say that about Mookie Betts. I can say they're extraordinary talents, and Mookie Betts can play second base a little bit. 
and, and Chris Bryant can play the outfield and he can play first base and he, he's a, he's extraordinarily versatile. I cannot say when the chips are down, when I don't have a great team around them, that they are going to put up numbers. And when I give a guy a 10 year contract, there are going to be some lean years where the other guys aren't performing. And I don't think in those years that these guys are going to produce at the level of what a 40 to $30 million contract is going to allow them to perform it. I need spectacularly brilliant, but I need it consistently. There are times when these two players are consistent. There are times where they're brilliant, but they're not consistent. They lack consistency. Mookie Betts, it's, it's not a debate. He lacks consistency from year to year. He he was runner-up in MVP, then he has a down year, then they get J.D. Martinez, then he wins MVP, and now this year, he hasn't been, I could make an argument, he's not a quarter as good as he was last year, and some people might even say he's not even half as good. Even defensively, he seems a little bit off this year, not the same spectacular defender. Maybe moving... I, I don't understand why he didn't want to be the leadoff hitter. I think he should be the leadoff hitter for the Red Sox, but that's another debate. Chris Bryant, I know he had some injuries. He had 30 home runs that one year, but he only drove in 70. And then last year, he only drove in 60. He's been ordinary the last couple of years. He He's not in that same class of third baseman as Manny Machado and Nolan Arenado. Might you can make the you can make the debate last year that Mookie Betts was the second best player in baseball. But I think if you looked at the whole sample size, I would not rate him as the second best player in baseball. I think it's Mike Trout. I think Christian Yelich is getting on up there. And listen, is Mookie Betts in the top 10? I don't know the answer to that. My question isn't about top 10. It's about signing a guy with Mookie Betts and Chris Bryant, signing two guys to 10-year contracts where I don't know year in and year out that they're going to produce. The Manny Ramirez's of the world produced year in and year out. The David Ortiz's of the world produced year in and year out. And yes, at the end of this year, I think Mookie Betts is going to have a fine season, but it is not going to be nearly as good as last season. And when I'm paying someone 10 years, that's the extraordinary thing about Mike Trout, is he seems to be improving. And while these guys are talented and insanely good at baseball, Chris Bryant and Mookie Betts do not have what I would call a year-to-year improvement of play. They have some years that are just like last year with Mookie Betts. He just took over. This year with Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant has been way more consistent this year than Mookie Betts has. Chris Bryant was an all-star. Mookie Betts was an all-star, but I think that has more to do with last year's numbers and it, they had to go way down the line for Mookie Betts to get in. With with both of these players, there's more questions than answers. For instance, with Mookie Betts, it seems like when a new when a manager changes in, when leadership changes, maybe it seems like he's re-energized. Like when Alex Cora came in, boom, he was exploding. The first couple of years with Farrell, boom, he was exploding. Uh, every every so few years, I can't switch managers, so Mookie Betts goes off again. And, and with Chris Bryant, I think the manager situation is interesting too, because Joe Madden seems to be at the beginning of the end of his run with the Cubs. So I think this is the final year of Joe Madden with the Cubs. Where does that lead Chris Bryant? Are they even going to be a contending team in the next few years? Listen, they're still going to have Avi Baez for a while. They're still going to have Anthony Rizzo. Um, Addison Russell has had a huge step back. Kyle Schwarber hasn't developed into the star that they all thought he was going to be after he was a World Series hero, and he did the whole Kirk Gibson thing. He hasn't developed. Chris Bryant has been brilliant at times, but let's say four of his six years he's been good, and two of those years he's been ordinary. 
If I sign you to a 10-year contract where age is going to get to you and you're already not consistent, I think I have huge concerns about giving Chris Bryant a 10-year $300 million contract. The same concern I would have for Mookie Betts. Maybe his lean years aren't as lean as Chris Bryant's, but Mookie Betts has looked at some point to this season ordinary in a year that's been dominated by the Bellingers, in a year that's been dominated by the Yellages, in a year that's been dominated by the Mike Trouts. Mookie Betts' name has been silenced by the fact that he's not driving in runs at the same rate. He's not going to hit 30 home runs this year. I'm going to bet on that. I don't think he's going to hit 30 home runs. He's been outshined by teammates. Christian Vasquez has had a better offensive season than Mookie Betts. That is a fact. Xander Bogarts has had a better offensive season than Mookie Betts. And also, I think this is the most interesting question about both of these two. Are their contractual situations the reasons for their rise or decline? Chris Bryant knows that the numbers are coming. Is he heating up? And is Mookie Betts' contractual situation a distraction for him with the Red Sox at this point? Because he's a year away. Chris Bryant is two years away. Chris Bryant knows he has to put up these numbers now to get the big money contract from the Chicago Cubs. And Mookie Betts knows it's near the end. I think the situation with Mookie Betts and the Red Sox is so interesting because you have no idea whether that guy wants to be with that team and what the numbers of that contract is going to look like. Because one year, he looks like Mike Trout's equal. The next year, we're not even talking about Mookie Betts' play. We're talking about his inconsistencies again. Listen, again, he has benefited greatly from great seasons from Ortiz, from great seasons from J.D. Martinez, but... The Red Sox need this guy to be great on his own. And the Cubs need Chris Bryant to be great on his own. He has benefited from Anthony Rizzo. He has even benefited from Ben Zobris. Jason Hayward has been a huge whatever on the Cubs. But since they've won their World Series in 2016, Chris Bryant has been radically inconsistent. He's been good at times. He's been bad at times. He has not been 10 years, $300 million good. And Mookie Betts, you can say last year was spectacular. He took over baseball for a year. The year, some people could say he should probably maybe even have two MVPs at this point. But I think when it comes to those kind of contracts, I need you to be consistently brilliant, A-Rod style. Even though he was on steroids, I know people are going to say this, even though he was cheating the game or whatever, I need you to be Mike Trout consistent. I need you to be Nolan Arenado consistent. Even Christian Yelich is becoming consistent. It seems like Mookie Betts and Chris Bryant are not consistent. And when I pay guys those kind of money... I need you to be consistent. I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if the Red Sox and Cubs did not end up paying these guys 10-year massive contracts because I think in those years, there will be some lean years because both of their both of the clubs have put so much into their major league franchises, it doesn't look like there's shining stars coming. So if you sign these guys and you hold yourself to those standards, I don't know if these guys are going to live up to that. I'll even ask this final question about these two players. Do Does anyone at this point feel like Chris Bryant and Mookie Betts are Hall of Fame bound? I think you could have a real debate about that. I'm not going to give my opinion on that. I think Chris Bryant is probably a no at this point. Mookie Betts, you could have a serious debate. But I think when you're giving out this kind of contract, 
you would want to know and you would want that player to be up to Hall of Fame standards. The the direction of both franchises are on the line here because it's a big step forward or step back if the Red Sox or Cubs lose outfielder star Mookie Betts or the the, the Red Sox lose Mookie Betts and the Cubs lose Chris Bryant. That, that would be a huge step back in some people's view, but it might be the biggest step forward to avoiding contracts that maybe don't look that great a few years into them. Because while I love watching Mookie Betts play, and I love watching Chris Bryant play, I don't think they are. They should be the best teams. On, they should be the best players on those teams. They are not, in my view, franchise players. And I, wa- I wonder what everyone else's view of that is. Because I think at this point... You really can't debate much of what I'm saying. They have not been consistently Mike Trout brilliant. They have not been consistently Manny A-Rod. Some of those guys I grew up with brilliant. Year to year, you need to live up to those standards. Could they grow and evolve to live up to those standards? I guess, but it's a huge risk to take if you're shelling out that kind of money. My final point is this. I love watching both of these players. I'm a huge Chris Bryant fan and a huge Mookie Betts fan. This is not a podcast to ridicule them or say something. They're going to get paid. They are going to get this contract. They are going to get a 10-year, $250 to $400 million, somewhere in that range, depending on what they do these final year or two before free agency. My question is, for the love of these franchises, obviously I hold the Red Sox in high regard, and I also like the Cubs. The direction of their franchises depend on whether or not they pay these guys. And I think they need to really look at these two players and ask themselves, should we be shelling out this kind of money? If we're not going to shell out star players around them, listen, if the Cubs sign Chris Bryant to this huge contract, does it also mean we're not re-signing Anthony Rizzo or Javier Baez? Because if they lose those two players, what is Chris Bryant even worth? And the same thing for Mookie Betts. If I sign Mookie Betts and I lose J.D. Martinez, what is it worth anyway? That's the question that needs to be asked. Because with other great teammates, I think these two players are worth it. But when there's not the talent around them, I have serious doubts whether or not they can put up numbers that a baseball team would want them to, and if they're worth having on your team if there aren't stars around them. Chris Bryant and Mookie Betts might be stars, but they might not be franchise players. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. Again, I'm Cam McKinney, and there will be a new episode of the Head Dead Podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thanks again for listening, and please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again for listening.